everyone, my name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. As always, I am so excited to have you guys here. I just wanted to do a quick intro into today's episode. I have one of my wonderful friends, Tatiana. She's actually an empowerment coach. She is joining us today. And honestly, it was just such a wonderful chat. Just like all of my episodes, you guys know, it was kind of just talking with a friend, but also diving deeper into mindset work. She really helps women with reaching their highest potential by mastering their mindset so they can live a more radiant life. So I love that. Like that's, I'm obviously reading off of her Instagram because I wanted to make sure I could really encompass that. And that's what we do. It's just such a lighthearted conversation, but also you will be able to walk away with tangible things that you can be like, gosh, Carly, this is just, mindset work is so hard. And that is what we touch on, you know? And one thing we touch on is hard doesn't have to be bad. You guys know, crazy over easy. We're choosing that crazier route. We're choosing sometimes things that we have to lean into a little bit more, admit to ourselves that it's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. And while I'm on a little bit more of a mindset journey, it was just so awesome to bring somebody on who actually does this. Like she um, started off as a personal trainer. She still helps out in that field. Like that is part of her coaching package. However, she's like, it's, that's kind of the the plus work. And I love that. So her main focus is mindset. And as you guys know, we talk about it all the time. We can so badly want to change ourselves physically, but if we don't address the mental side of the journey, it can really be a struggle. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, feel free to reach out if you want either of us to dive deeper on anything. She also has a podcast. I will put all that information down below. Her and I did record an episode together, and I think it actually released last week on her podcast. So anyways, without further ado, enjoy the interview. everyone and welcome back to the crazy over easy podcast as always i am so excited to have you guys here you know that you are my community you've helped uplift me encourage me and support me so welcome to 2022 which is so wild i think we're a couple episodes in but i just appreciate having you guys here and it makes me so excited to introduce today's guest as you guys heard in the intro but i think this is perfect timing with the new year with new year's resolutions um health and fitness obviously being a huge portion of this podcast but kind of transitioning whether it's in the mama life whether it's in the business life whether it's within our health and fitness journey today we have tatiana who can help us take us through her journey so welcome how are you hi thank you i'm so excited i'm so happy that we're in the new year i just feel like there's like a burst of energy with everybody and i'm doing good Oh, I totally agree. I definitely had to kind of allow myself to ease into the new year. I feel like the last few years have been so hard. I was like, I feel like I need to kind of tiptoe into 2022, (laughs) but also not throw out every single goal and every single resolution because I'm definitely somebody that I'll hit the ground running. But if I give myself too much, 
it's like all of a sudden in three oh, weeks, yeah. I'm like, okay, we're not going to be able to maintain this. So it's been a slower start, but it's been good. That's good. Yeah, I feel I feel that. I feel like it was like two years ago I learned how to ease into the new year in a way better way. Because like you, I used to have like lists of all these new things I wanted to do and then I wouldn't because I would be so overwhelmed. Oh, for sure. I know. Casey and I still, we have actually a notebook that nothing else is written in it other than goals. And we do it always within the first like week of that. January. But it's things that I think we never looked at in the past, like paying off debt and, you know, working towards a savings account. Like I was looking at last year's and it was like, start a a college account for Caden. And I love that my goals have transitioned into a little bit more life and realistic, but then also crazy fun ones that I'm like, you're going to write a book. And I wrote that in 2019. And so it's just fun to kind of look back, but also not be like, okay, I'm going to work out seven days a week and I'm going to stick to my macros and I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. It's like, those can be benchmarks, but they don't yes. necessarily need to be yearly like resolutions. Goal. Yeah. Like yes. they help you yes. get into like who you want to be for the year. Exactly. Okay. So I feel like you and I can just start chatting right away, but will <laughs> you just take a moment, kind of elevator chat, introduce yourself, let my girls know who you are. Yeah. So I'm Tatiana. I am from Boston, Massachusetts, but I now live in beautiful South Florida that <laughs> I was telling Carly about earlier. I'm so lucky to be in the sunshine state during this time of year. Oh my gosh. I'm like giving my vitamin D. I need to like get an IV of it. I just eight hours of, of not even sunlight of just pure, just a little bit of daylight is not enough, but <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. So, um, I currently am a life and mindset coach, really helping women take control of their lives and rewire their mindset. I do a lot of subconscious work so that you can create and live the life of your dreams. And I believe that comes from finding the balance between your mind, your body and your spirit and coming all together. Cause I personally don't believe you can have a healthy mind without a healthy body and vice versa. Absolutely. And oh, I love what I do. It's been a journey, but yeah, it's a little quick little elevator pitch on. Yes. So speaking of that journey, what, you know, where did this journey start for you? And not necessarily the one you're on right now, but kind of the beginning, like what was health and fitness to you? And I mean, I know you and I met years ago on social media and in person. And so what, what was health and fitness for you? And maybe it's transitioned into, it's still maybe a part of you today, but what did that look like? And what did that feel like for you? Yeah, it's tough. So I grew up, I'll start there, like not playing any sports. I was not active. (laughs) I had to go to a nutritionist when I was nine because I was overweight. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I grew up um, overweight, very insecure. I would say chubby, bullied, um, just poor habits with food. And that obviously led to negative self-talk, poor body image. And unfortunately, like didn't eat in middle school, like went through those phases. And so um, I would say the pivotal point was at when I graduated high school, I gained the freshman 15 before I even got into college. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't fit into my shorts. I didn't want my boyfriend at the time to hug me. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do something. So that's when I learned, I guess you could say about working out. But realistically, that was just 30 minutes, an hour of cardio, 10 minutes of abs. And that was it. And then maybe some of like the machines. Mm -hmm. And so I've been around the ringer, like all of the workout programs, all of those diets, the fad diets, isogenics, like I've done it all. Oh yeah. It was Nutrisystem, oh, Weight Watchers, yeah. <laughs> literally all of the like, here's my meals. And again, anybody who's listening, if that's what you're doing, if it works for you, that's wonderful. I think it's, I think it's why you're doing it. Exactly. And for me, like for personally, it was really deep with like the finding that self-love and acceptance. Um, so I, my weight fluctuated all through high, uh, all through college. It was bad. I would it was just horrible. So then 
my final moment of the journey of health and fitness that kind of led me into personal development was I, my degrees in industrial engineering. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I like, didn't even know that. I know. Total opposite of what I did. And I was in corporate. I was honestly the most depressed I've ever been. Hated my life. I was on anxiety medicine, depression medicine. I gained my weight back. I was horrible. And I remember looking in the mirror. I actually have pictures on my Snapchat, like looking for my New Year's dress and being like, I can't fit into anything. Yeah. And that was the moment I was like, life shouldn't be these ups and downs. Like I just was like, how can people do it? And then I made that commitment to myself that this was going to be my final year, that my New Year's resolution was to lose weight, but to do it in more of an organic, natural, balanced way. Mm-hmm. And it skyrocketed. So 2017, I hired a coach. I joined a, a challenge at my gym. That's when I learned about macros and flexible dieting and learned how to like actually build a healthy relationship with food and your body. And I became obsessed with it. So obsessed that I became a personal trainer because I hated my corporate job yeah. and I was grinding. I would wake up at 4 a.m., go to work, go to the gym, go to work, all that. Um, because then I decided to um, build bodybuild and do a show because I was like, okay, like let's push my limits. If I'm mm-hmm. finally feeling good, I feel like a lot of us kind of start with like the physical aspect and then you kind of become obsessed. Oh, yeah. like, I feel sure. good. I look good. Um, and when I got into that, that's when I got into the mindset work, which is led me to where I am now. I was listening to podcast Andy Frazella, which I bet your yep, audience yep. knows first yes. form Les Brown. And I really just took control of my life. And I was like, I'm done playing victim. I'm done ending the negative self-talk. And I built a healthy relationship with my body, with food, with exercise. Um, so much so that I completely took the leap of faith in 2018, quit my job, Within four weeks, I quit my job and moved to Florida with no plan and just started oh my, my business. <laughs> yeah. Because I was just so passionate. I was like, okay, I, if I was able to do this, other women who've been struggling can too. Absolutely. And, and that's when I kind of like saw the whole Instagram online coaches and I just, I went for it. And that kind of has led me here. I went into health coaching. And then in 2020 is really when I made the big shift going more into mindset and life coaching because I realized you can do the nutrition plans, you can do the workouts. People were still not finding the results. And that's kind of like, okay, where are your deep beliefs? Where are your thought patterns that are creating your outcome? Absolutely. Kind of led me here. Sorry, that was a little longer than expected. (laughs) Oh no, that was perfect. And I feel like it's so interesting because a lot of us within this space do have similar stories. Granted, Mm -hmm. I think we have different pain to purpose, like why we did it or why, what was our yo-yo or what was that initial, you know, storyline, I guess, for a lot of us. And, you know, it's interesting because I know for me, I mean, like you said, you know, your boyfriend at the time, you didn't want to hug. And it's so crazy because for me, when it all started in 2015, it was like, I was with Casey, but he was my boyfriend. And it was just, uh, I feel like it's a whole nother podcast. But when I started (laughs) my journey, I, I don't know why I think I've actually like suppressed all of those memories because I think I was just, oh, I need to work on my body. I need to work on my physical being. But I was talking to Casey about it last night and we totally opened up about who I was as a person at that time. And I was such a negative shell of myself. Mm -hmm. And I say a shell because there was literally, it was anger. I was like accusing other people of things. I was always frustrated with him wanting to have these big relationship talks because I felt like he wasn't giving me enough. Mm. But in reality, I wasn't enough for myself. And not that that needed to come from a physical change, but I was so unhappy in my skin that 
I, I couldn't show up in any way. I was a horrible employee. I was a horrible girlfriend. I was a horrible friend. I, and so I think that it's that kind of that catch 22 where you're like, okay, and maybe you feel this way being in the health and fitness space. It's like, I never want to encourage somebody to be a smaller version of themselves. Not at all. And if you're, if you're like, I know that some people feel better being a bigger version of themselves, you know, your bigger love, bigger energy. And I, I get that because when you're suppressing yourself constantly, it's, you need to learn to embrace who you are as an individual. But I was just unhealthy. Like, yeah, our, our life in Club Med was like a lot of drinking and, you know, random food. And so I was doing nothing to better myself physically, which at that time was fueling the mental side mm. of things. And so I, I didn't even know where to start mentally because I was so, I mean, I was so, I don't know if I was depressed or what, but I was in such a bad place that I needed to start with the physical thing because it's control, right? Yeah. Sometimes I don't know how to control my mind, but I can control what I put into my body. I can control how I move my body. And it was 20 weeks because we were, it was our summer season in Japan and it was 20 weeks where we dedicated just like, Hey, I'm waking up in the mornings and I'm going for a walk. I started a workout program. I started a challenge. I feel like it all starts with like this challenge, you know, and you're like, because it gives you a guide. It gives you a timeline. And I think when you have an end, it helps you push through and then you feel how you, you know, how you feel at the end. And you're like, Oh, I don't want this to go away. Like I want to keep up with this. So I feel like, yeah, it's just interesting stories. Yeah. Yeah. And just to go back to that, like, wow, I was in such a negative self-image mindset, all of that. But so kind of with your story, was there a moment when, like, did you ever take it too far or did you ever take it to a point where you're like, oh, I'm only focusing on the physical side of it. I've overlooked the mental side of it because I always like, I got to a point where I was like, oh, if I'm the smallest version of myself, I'm happy. And it was like, okay, if I, and I, I agree like macros and those were honestly a saving grace for me. Like learning how to track my food was huge, but it then did get to a point where I would look at it as, okay, once I've figured out how to quote unquote, maintain this, bring my Tupperware's places, you know, then I can have that social life because once I have the physical self, then it's maintainable. And then I can have a social life. Once I have a social life, then I can bring this in. I kept thinking it was going to be this domino effect Yeah. when in reality it it brought the yo-yo back in, uh, because if I wasn't perfect, quote unquote, perfect on my macros, it led to, I never binged to where I like made myself purge or anything, but I would definitely be like, Oh, I overate my macros. Then I have to get every craving out of the way. And I would just overeat for that day. Yeah. So I definitely recognize that my mindset around food was no longer healthy. Uh, and what's, and I think it was cause I went competing. I don't regret, but I went to that point of competing. Extreme. Yes. Whereas when I was tracking macros to start, I've never felt so free. Like, I think that was the first time other than this past Christmas where I was like, wow, I just made it through the holidays and I enjoyed the cookie, but didn't eat 15 of them. Or I ate the, you know, whatever was out for Christmas dinner, but I didn't make myself sick because I had for the first time ever kind of learned portions and the meaning behind food and what's in it. But again, for me, I took things too far. So did you ever have that point where you were like, oh shoot, I'm not focusing on the mindset of things? Yeah, I definitely did. So like when I started tracking macros like you, it gave me that freedom. And then I kind of became obsessed mm-hmm. to the point where like, I wasn't even enjoying going out to eat with friends and family. I remember just always, always having Tupperware and just, 
I remember specifically I was in corporate and they had like an ice cream truck, those ice cream cookie trucks. Yeah. And I had one and because it didn't fit in my macros or I didn't try, I like, I remember how, how much shame I felt. And I wrote myself a letter on my phone notes. I wish I had it like writing out how I felt. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We got to figure out the balance. And luckily for me, when I did, uh, when I was in prep, for some reason, I think I worked on the balance before I got to that point because that's great. That's huge extremes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I really got more back into the mindset of being positive, even though I wasn't eating what I wanted to eat or all that. So I, I was lucky for that. Um, after that, I don't want to say I binged after my show. I definitely over enjoyed myself and I didn't track yeah. my macros. So I did like not handle it properly, but it was a lot better than other stories I've heard, but I would say between the first learning of macros and before prep is like, I had to learn that balance before because it was getting a little too extreme. Yeah. I think that. And so for you, that portion of my journey was before I got pregnant, I knew, Uh okay, Hey, I'm going to be going through a huge physical transformation, right? Prep, same thing. Yes. Your body's going different directions, but it's a physical transformation. So I spent a good gosh, probably nine months before we got pregnant with the first little one. And I was like, I have to hone in on me and what brings value to me because my body's clearly going to go through not only a nine month transformation, but it's the whole transformation after After. also. And so doing a lot of that work of, Hey, what does sustainability look like for me? And what does enjoyable fitness look like for me? And what does health mean? Because at that point, my hormones were off. I was finally off of birth control, but wasn't ovulating and all these things. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's so much more to my body than what the scale says or how my butt looks in those pants. And like, granted, it's like, girlfriend, give me all the hip thrusts. I want to get that booty there. But like at some point, you know, I had to dive a little bit deeper because kind of like what you said, where you didn't want your boyfriend to hug you. Once I did get pregnant, I had that like weird stage where I was like, oh, I, I feel pregnant, but nobody knows I'm pregnant. And I like started like hiding myself as I was walking from like our closet to the shower. And finally, Casey was like, if you don't embrace this, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to adjust to this. And I thought that was kind of empowering of him. And he was like, I think you're beautiful. I'm not noticing all these changes, but whether it's intimacy, whether it's just being comfortable in your skin, he was like, I had to relearn how to be comfortable in my skin in order to have him feel confident and comfortable with me. And so, you know, I, even though I did all of that work beforehand, it's still hard as you watch things transition. But thankfully I had spent so much time in the mindset aspect of it where it wasn't months to figure out. It was like a couple days to be like, okay, reestablish that mindset, go back to what you've learned, go back to what you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there's a a difference, which maybe you could touch on, but there's one thing to know something as a thing to believe something. So it's like your parents can sit there and tell you, oh, well, you know, you're this, you're that or whatever your best friends can tell you. And you're like, okay, I know all these things, but I don't believe them. I don't walk into a room with that energy and that head held high because of the things you see within me. I might know I I hold those values or those, you know, um, characteristics, but I'm not believing in all of them. And I think that's a struggle. Um, so I definitely want to, within this, have you touch on everything that you do now, but what, where on your journey, where, how did you kind of transition into that? Like somebody who is listening, what, if they're, especially it's the new year, right? Like they might be really heavily focused on their fitness journey right now. And for any of you guys listening again, 
anything we say, don't jump and be like, okay, oh shoot, now I need to work on the mindset thing. And now I need to figure out my morning routine. Take it all with a grain of salt. But you know, where, where was that for you? And if it was before prep or how did you go about taking those first steps to work on that? I, um, I, my dad gave me this book. It was called life by like joy something. And she brought up the concept of me of like, you know, what we think or speak is like what we create and like how we think about ourselves. And I then realized that brought awareness, like how my thoughts were and how negative I was. And I would always beat myself up or just say, I can't even remember fully what I used to think or feel because I'm just so not that person anymore. But I remember how negative I was. I was, I took pride in complaining. Um, it was a very poor me victim mindset. And when I read that book, I was like, okay, like she had obviously gone through a lot worse things in life. And I was like, if she can make a change and be positive and see how it happened for her, like, why can't I, when I've had it 10 times better than her. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I kind of started to shift how I spoke to myself and how I was even like, I remember this moment I was driving to work and someone um, cut me off in the car. And like, I had a lot of anger at that time I, because I was so angry with myself deep down. And instead of having road rage, I was like, you know what? I'm so grateful I didn't crash and that I'm not in a rush like they are. And I yeah. just remember that pivotal moment because it was like, whoa, I'm taking control of my thoughts and that's changing how I feel. Yeah, I love and that. So I would just say, whatever, wherever you're at in your journey, really starting on like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> we have a, one of our friends is staying here and he has a dog too. So anybody listening, I'm so sorry. I have my dogs literally locked in my office and let's just say the pups don't all get along. So now the rain down, baby, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Continue. It. Makes it real. Oh um, yeah. You guys, you already know if you're they're they're my community, they know, but yeah, my nervous Nelly Malibu and then my little chef. Yeah. You're fine, baby girl. Come here. Come here. Oh. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Come here. <laughs> hey. Hey. You're fine. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, no. You're good. Oh, I was saying just becoming aware of your mindset. So like say we are talking about fitness. Like when maybe it's the first week or you've been doing this for years. Like how are you speaking to yourself when you go to the gym? Like, oh, I have to work out or you get to work out, right? Mm-hmm. Or like when you look in the in the mirror, like, oh my God, my cellulite or my glutes aren't growing. Like where your attention goes, you're putting energy to. 100%. And like what you focus on expands. So I would recommend just start becoming aware of the things you're telling yourself when you look in the mirror, when you're doing a workout, like this is so hard or I can't fit in this because your words essentially and thoughts create your reality. And like when you focus on the good, the good keeps getting better. But if you focus on the bad and the lack, that's, you're going to see more of that. Oh, for sure. And it's, I'm sure, you know, that quote, you know, choose your heart. And it talks about how marriage is hard, but divorce is hard. You know, being fit is hard, but being overweight is hard. And it's so true. And I saw that last year, I think, and it was, I think I've probably seen it before, but it just hit me at a point because postpartum was really hard for me. Granted, I'm still postpartum, but like the first six to eight months for Casey and I were just, it was a weird time to figure out how to get back into our marriage. And we were best friends and husband and wife. And now we're like, this is weird. We're parents, we're teammates, but like giving high fives in the middle of you know, the day. Kind of thing. <laughs> and it's so true. You know, it's, I know for me now being a mom, I get asked a lot, how do you get up in the mornings? How do you get up at five? And like, don't get me wrong. It does not happen every day, but if I get up at five, I'm tired. And if, or if I get up at eight, I'm tired. Yeah. Granted, I don't know the last time I ever got up at eight because the kid is my alarm, but 
it's kind of like choose your tired, right? So it's choose your hard, choose your tired, but looking at it. And that's kind of where I start with a lot of my girls. It's start from there. That doesn't have to be a negative. Like being tired doesn't necessarily have to be a negative, but if you, you know, it's, it's choosing the way that you're going to look at something. And so you can hit that alarm and be like, Oh, I'm so tired. It's so early. But two hours later, it's going to be, Oh, I'm so tired. I missed my workout. Like, yeah. And so looking at how you're going to feel about something and it kind of goes back to like mindful eating too, right? Like how is this food going to make me feel? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's so important and that's something I'm on that journey right now with, um, a little, I'm like still working on it, like morning, like positive affirmations. And even if it is something that hasn't happened yet, I think I used to do a lot of, I still do, but I used to do a ton of manifesting, Oh yeah. but I never started with affirmations. So it was always kind of like, I, like I'm going to be a mom or I'm going to have a healthy kiddo or whatever. And instead of saying like, I'm going to be a great mom or I'm going to have so much fun with my kiddos one day, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I, and the other day, one of the little things I found on YouTube, she, um, it was something along the lines of like, uh, you know, I am creative and I am, I am worthy of that dream life. And it was just something that like, I would never sit there and say, I am creative. Like I just wouldn't view myself that way. But the way that she said it, I was like, Oh, I am creative because I get to create my life essentially. Like we might have a, a job that impacts it or, you know, kiddos that you're running them from one event to the next or whatnot. But going back to what you were saying, having control of your mindset, you ultimately get to control. Like you get to create how you want that day to unfold from a mindset perspective. Events yeah. might take place, but you get, you have to, but be you're in charge. Yeah. Like when I tell my girls, it's like, you, you can't, you have no control over what happens, how people react, what they say to you, but like you have control over how you think, how you feel and how you react. And when Absolutely. you take that back, that's taking your power back. Like you said, like hard doesn't have to be bad. I feel like people no. have that conception, like hard can be good. It's worth mm-hmm. it. Right. And yeah. so just really changing that perspective, like you said, I think, it, it, com- it completely changed my life. Like I'm yeah. not even near, I can't think of who I used to be. Cause that's so phenomenal. I mean, it kind of aligns with like my podcast, like crazy over easy. I had to get to a point in life where I was like, I don't want the easy route and yeah. we're choosing crazy because hard isn't bad. And I think I sometimes fear hard work. I fear that like there is an opportunity for failure, right? Maybe you're on a mindset journey and maybe you're on a physical journey, a fitness journey, whatever. And there's always opportunity for failure, but you can take it as learning. You can take it as growth. You can take it as an experience, but hard doesn't have to be bad. Um, so I am clearly currently on this mindset journey. I've been on it for a long time, but now that I am a mom, I think it's just transition because there's new boundaries. There's new, learning aspects. Um, and I didn't really know how much like mom guilt or mom shaming would impact me. I also didn't realize how much of a go-getter and goal setter and entrepreneur that I am. And I chose to just dive into everything in 2021, which was great, but like nothing came to fruition, you know? So it was kind of like, yeah, it's like, I worked my butt off, but nothing came into fruition. So I'm still waiting for that Mm. to happen. But So what do you, like, what do you do now with your girls? Do you still do 
fitness or, you know, personal training, because that's obviously your background. Like what does it look like for you now from a coaching perspective? Yeah. So I, I include like nutrition and workouts. That's like the bonus I would say, because okay. again, I, I do more of like the mindset, life coaching, um, healing aspect of it. Right. Like, so the main thing I do is like working with the subconscious mind. Cause our subconscious is what rules everything. Our thoughts, our beliefs, it creates our reality. And so if you, like you said, like you may not believe in affirmation, then you kind of have to like figure out, okay, how can I shift the perspective? Or is there something I haven't healed or let go of or trauma? Yeah. And when I use the word trauma, everyone has experienced trauma. If your parents oh, are sure. divorced, that's trauma. If you went through a breakup, that's trauma. Mm -hmm. And as children, when we're from zero to seven, we're walking subconscious sponges. So for example, like I work a lot with my clients on maybe healing a situation in the past or reframing their perspective or creating these healthy habits of self-love and empowerment so that they can become the woman they know is deep down and then create the reality of our dreams and really understand like who we are. Because mm -hmm. I feel like we're in this journey of like us human beings of like discovering who we are, but at the same time, we're creating it at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like with society standards and social media, so many people are stuck with people-pleasing self-sabotage, negative self-talk, no self-setting boundaries. And that's what I get to help my girls do based on whatever their goals are. So um, where do I sign up? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's I, fun that is so awesome. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's completely shifted my life. And so for me, how I got into it was like, I had my own, it was like a life and business coach. And I realized, I think the biggest thing for you, whether it's health and fitness or career, our conscious mind, when I got this, it like made so much sense, sets the goals, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I want to lose, I say release 15 pounds because our subconscious doesn't like to lose anything. So you set that, that's your goal, right? You're, you consciously chose that, but then your conscious mind only runs five to 10% max of everything. Everything else is in the subconscious and that's where our actions, our habits, our behaviors, our beliefs, thought patterns. So if deep down, we don't believe that we can do it or we don't believe that we're worthy of it or whatever X, Y, Z that that belief may came from when you were five. Cause like a little boy said something new on the playground. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You won't reach that goal. So it's really helping. When I got that, I was like, Oh my God, I'm not where I want to be in my career because I'm not, I don't believe in myself in mm -hmm. that way. And so find, that was my aha moment. And I was like, this is the work. And I had limiting beliefs. Yeah, I thought I had to have like a six-figure, multiple six-figure health coaching business before I could even transition to what I do now. But that's a BS belief that I created that said who? Like, no. Yeah. like, And the reason why I couldn't reach those goals is because that wasn't in alignment with me. So it's really, sorry, I just like went full circle, like no. helping people discover like, what is it that you actually want? Yeah. Okay, cool. What? beliefs are holding you back, what things you need to heal from the past and how can we do that work to then allow you to step into this best version of yourself? I um, love that. I actually have um, a whole portion of my book. I talk about, I can't remember the exact quote off the top of my head, but basically it's like, don't have the potential of a freight train, but uh, be sitting with the parking brake on. And mm -hmm. it was like in the book, I'm like, you guys, we're, we are our own damn parking brake. Like, we can have all this potential or we can have all these thoughts, but the break is on, right? Like we are holding ourselves back. And I think it's so, you know, I think a lot of us, like I was saying, we can know and we can believe. So we can know we have this potential, but if we don't believe it, mm -hmm. we're going to sit with that parking brake on. We're going to sit with 
literally not taking a step. And as you know, like taking a step is not necessarily just forward. It's like the cha-cha or the Cupid shuffle. Like it's forward, it's back, it's to the side. It's literally a whole year passing and you still don't feel like you've taken that step. But we also don't glorify the mini accomplishments, Mm -hmm. right? Like we wait until we can check off that whole, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously don't give away all your little nuggets, but when you are working with somebody or if you are just helping somebody who slides into your DMs, do you have kind of like those two to five points that you're like, Hey, I want you to try this for a few days, or I want you to be aware of this. Cause I feel yeah. like, you know, I'm sure both you and I know within the social media space, we always are giving out little nuggets here and there, but I think also people don't take the step to whether it's hire a coach or download the app or even attempt to join the challenge because either they want it all given to them and they don't take the step or it's scary and it's, they're uncertain. So mm-hmm. do you, and I know for me, like the mindset work is hard because it's not a happy place. Sometimes it's very much all over the place. Like when I was in therapy, it's interesting you bring up that zero to seven because I kid you not, like we had multiple therapy sessions where she had me talking to like six-year-old Carly. Oh like, yeah. That part was, of you. Yes. She was like, okay, six-year-old Carly is sitting over there. And it was just wild to go back to things that my mom had experienced when I was zero to seven, but how it unknowingly impacted me. And my mom went through multiple miscarriages, a stillbirth, all these things, but I was old enough. You know, I was Mm -hmm. six years old when she had the stillbirth. And it was interesting to hear the therapist be like, obviously I couldn't remember necessarily my emotional state. Right. But when you're a people pleaser and when you now as an adult, I am a fixer. I Mm -hmm. always want to fix people. I always want to, if you're in a bad mood, like I want to somehow bring you up. If you're going through something, I want to help. And it's a passion of mine. But since I've always been that fixer, I've kind of unknowingly suppressed my own emotions or how Mm. that situation makes me feel. So Casey walks in the door, right? And he's kind of in like a, oh, it's been a long day type of a mood. I want to fix him. Whereas now I'm trying to get to a point where I can tell him, hey, this is what I need from you. Like I, I understand like, do you want to talk about it? Let's discuss it. But I also feed off of your energy. And by me trying to fill up your energy cup, it also takes from me. So being able to kind of understand my needs, because all of a sudden I can try and get him into a better mood. But then it's like, well, maybe he needed to feel those emotions. Maybe he needed to kind of be in that place and I shouldn't have to fix him. Yeah. But I've just always been that fixer, whether it was in an unhealthy relationship, whether it was, you know, I think that's why I, went this route. And I was like, okay, I want to go somewhere else besides just early childhood and family studies. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, school counseling, all that loved it, but, um, you wanted to do more. Yeah, exactly. So do you have those little nuggets that you're kind of like, okay, let's take a look here. Cause obviously everybody's different. Right. And as we know, somebody can't just (laughs) reach out to us and be like, okay, this workout's going to work for you, this nutrition plan and and this coach it's different, but do you kind of have that blanket yeah. Thing. So there would be a few things. I would say like my number one staple would be there's a few. There's like three staples I would say. One is like what are you doing to fill up your cup? Cuz like you said like if you want to help Casey, but like if you didn't take time for yourself, then you're you're pouring from an empty cup. And like mm-hmm. people like I I resonate with like people pleasing as well when especially younger cuz we probably got some type of reward or outcome. So it's like I want to help fix everyone like fill up your cup. So maybe just take like 10, 15 minutes in the morning and do something for you. And whether you're on a fitness journey or any type of journey, incorporating like affirmations and 
build that belief because no one else can do it for you. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And right, like if I read my old affirmations back in 2018, I am that version now. It was hard to believe it, but I am. And so write it in a way that's believable for you and really fill up your cup. Um, and then I would also say my second thing would be observe. I remember doing this challenge. I think it was based on the book or podcast, like 24 hours, observe how many times you complain or how many negative things you say to yourself or about the world and write that down. And then like, like you said, like doing this mindset work is hard. It's not easy. I've been on this journey for a while and it doesn't, it gets better, but like, it doesn't stop. Yeah. And it's like having that uncomfortable conversation with yourself, like, okay, wow, this is what I'm thinking or saying to myself. And like a little more aware. Yeah. And awareness is key to change. And what people don't realize is 80 to 90% of our thoughts are subconscious. So that means we're not aware of them and they're repetitive daily. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we need to be that roadblock and be like every time. So, okay, now you know how many times you complain or speak negatively to yourself. What I tell my girls, when you catch yourself saying like, I'm so fat or I'm not good enough, write that in there. I don't care what you're doing. You say three to five things positive to yourself. Like, Oh, wow. My, my clients literally like do this with their friends. Like they send me screenshots, like, their friends complaining or say something mad, like, nope, say three to five things. And you train your brain to like be loving and caring and compassionate, especially if you're on a fitness journey. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight or a mindset journey. Um, and then my third tip would be when you're feeling, you know, say you're, t- you called yourself that, or when you're feeling like I'm not good enough or I need to fix people, right? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself why. And if you can get to the root, like you kind of did with your therapist, you're like, wait, did I create that belief when I was six, when I didn't know any better? Like that's when you can, that's, and you know, this is when coaching or therapy comes in. Cause you don't know what you don't know and you don't know your mm-hmm. blind spots, but if you could just ask yourself why like five to seven times and why do I feel this way or why? And like, it brings you back and you're like, Whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Is this mine to hold on to? Or same with the goal. Why do you want to lose 15 pounds? Yeah. And like go deeper. Yeah. Um, I would say those are my three things is like having a morning ritual, fill up your cup, Oh shoot! I forgot the other what the other one was. Have your know your why. Oh yeah, and like or ask yourself why when you feel these things. Yeah, um, and, and then, that's I think that's I mean with anything, right? Whenever I started, when I coach anybody, I'm like, what's your why? Because motivation won't be there, right? Motivation. Yeah. I don't care if it's to change your mindset. Like you're gonna have days where it's just like you don't want to do it. I'm fine. Like I'm fine, but fine shouldn't be our what we're striving for. Like it should be. Hey, we've got one life to live. And that doesn't mean you can't have a bad day, right? Like yeah. you could, you're going to have a bad day. I think like I always tell my girls, you're entitled to your emotions, feel mm-hmm. them, experience them, know that you're feeling them, attach a word to it, right? Don't just say I'm frustrated. Like, are you angry? Are you sad? Are you mad? Like give it an emotion. Are you, you know, are you happy? Like those are things that I feel like we don't take the time to acknowledge and, um, or let ourselves feel, you know, I think that we're supposed to be able to just kind of put a smile on and life is so fast paced now that I don't think we, I mean, I know that we can say like all of us have the time, but I can also genuinely empathize with people when you're like, I don't know where to find the time. Cause I'm mm-hmm. still struggling with that. Like I already get up at five. I already try and, you know, have so much done before Caden's up between six thirty and seven. And it really is kind of that do I utilize one of his naps to take time for me? But that's when I should be working. That's when I should be doing emails. So I I do get it when people are like, Carly, I don't 
have the time. And I get it. And I think that's why with a lot of my girls, I'm like, hey, let's figure out 20 to 30 minute workouts because if that's what you're coming to me for, let's let's establish that yeah. because that's going to make you feel better. You're going to be done. You're going to be accomplished. Um, and so I, I do think it's hard. I also think it's hard when people talk about morning routines and you're just like, this isn't going to fit my, my life. Yeah. But I think it's also important to know that it doesn't have to be a morning routine. It can also be an evening routine. Yeah, it can be how you set say. things up before you go to bed at night. I think a lot of us scroll on our phone or we watch TV. And I will say like putting on a Hallmark movie, it's a decompressor for me, you know, like that's yeah. something that I love. Sometimes picking up a book is not beneficial because I also, I don't know about you, but I'm always trying to read like the next business yes. book for yeah. me or the mindset book. And I'm like, oh, that's not a decompressor. Like sometimes, no, yeah. And, you know? And so I think that that's hard to, um, figure out sometimes. So I do empathize yeah. with anybody who's like, I want this so badly. Um, that's why like when I, I agree, like, for me, like I woke up early, like I woke up at 4am and that's what I did, but like not everyone can do that. So like no. you said, like do an evening routine and maybe that is 30 minutes before bed, no phone. And like mm-hmm. that in itself is a decompressor or like what I tell my clients is like, okay, you have no time. Let's, when you're doing something, how can we do something? So like a shower, everyone has to shower, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in the shower, tap in, how do you mm-hmm. feel? what are you thinking? Can you say your affirmations in the shower? Like do it while you're doing something or like I used to say my affirmations while driving. Um, Oh, that's great. Yeah. A lot of us are dropping off at daycare or on your way to work or whatever. Yeah. That's such a good idea. It's it's just like finding where you can put it in your schedule with the shower. When I know this has drastically impacted all my clients is it's spa shower. So it's like, like, I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't relate, but maybe, you know, you know, after, you put them in the bed, but like shut the lights off, put a candle in, put some maybe oils. And that with the lights dim allows you not to focus on like your visual senses and you have to be more on your phys- like your sense, other senses mm-hmm. and, and you're in the dark and you can just be more at peace. It's calming. Um, and then if you're having a bad day, if you need to cry, if you're anxious, phys- like imagine the water washing away, whatever you're feeling, your thoughts, your emotions, feel them. And it's like so soothing. I know, I mean, I've got all my clients on it because it's something that they can do because everyone yeah. has a shower, mm-hmm. but it feels good. And I you're, love that. you know, you're taking care of yourself in a way that yep. you can fit. I, I think a lot of us don't realize uh, how the sensations around us really can be overstimulating. So any of us who do have kiddos, it's, do they have a TV show on in the background? Are the dogs barking? Is the pasta boiling on the on the stove? Like, is the is the dryer on? We don't n- realize that. Like, hey, your senses are in nine different places right now, and it's partly because, I guess, and I, you know, it could be a, you're doesn't have to be a mom. Like, I think all of us are overstimulated, but for me, I do feel like you know, I'm in the kitchen. So Caden has a show on so that I can get something done, but the dogs, okay, which dog is outside? Oh, is he pawing at the door? Okay, wait, is Caden on the couch right now? Are those his crackers I'm hearing? Is that the dryer? And you unknowingly are having all of these thoughts Mm -hmm. in 10 seconds. And so, you know, it's kind of also like they say, when you're feeding a kid a bottle or breastfeeding or whatever, you go into a darker room, you turn down the TV, you do these things so that there's they are not overstimulated. Mm-hmm. I know when Caden was a newborn, they always were like, remove yourself from the situation, like take mm-hmm. them away from basically the world, right? Like there's too much going on for them. And so 
I think that spa shower for one just sounds lovely. I feel like it's so like, good because not everyone has the time for a bath or wants a no. bath. So it's something you can actually do on a daily basis. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of us, mom or not, like you can probably do it at the end of the day before you get into bed. And it, you know, depending on where you're at, like three minutes, seven minutes, whatever. And that's just something to kind of unwind and kind of have yeah. that Zen moment before you go to sleep. So yeah. And like, does- no, continue. I was gonna say like, as women, like we're, we're, we're multitaskers. Like that yeah. is like you said, like our brain can do 10, like we're so overstimulated. And so I would say just finding a time, whether that is maybe you just sit in silence in your car or you mm-hmm. put like healing frequency music tones on just to like, oh, yeah. get your body into that state would personally, I believe so beneficial. Like, you know, maybe you don't have time to meditate or journal um, breath work, I would say would be huge to get you out of your head and into your yeah. body because again, it's helping you kind of, you, we can't be on fight or flight all the time. And as, as yeah. women, we're constantly doing a lot. Uh, girl, I'm sitting here chugging an energy drink. <laughs> I'm like, wake me up, get those, get those cylinders fired. I'm like, caffeine is probably the worst thing I can be doing for myself, but you know, that's where I'm at. Yeah. But I think, you know, my community is definitely type a, um, but a lot of us are kind of and anybody listening, I'm speaking for us, but it's kind of that it doesn't, not everything has to be perfect. It can still be the unorganized house, but it's that, I think a lot of us are those goals, goal setters, go getters. And when something, when there's a hiccup or a bump, it's kind of like, Oh shit, how do I transition? How do I find my way back? Or how do I even start? Right. We can have mm. all these goals. We can be entrepreneurs. We can be business women of just wanting to own a business or wanting to grow, get that promotion, have that family, whatever it may be, be a full-time mama and still be that goal setter. And I think the hard thing sometimes is, you know, obviously taking that time for ourselves, but to find those, that place of peace and to know that we can be type A, we can be a little bit of that overstimulated type because we are trying to strive for something bigger than ourselves. but no, that we might have to search for those moments of peace. They might not just present themselves. And I think that sometimes that's a big thing. I think a lot of us are, you're striving for balance or you're striving for peace. And when that doesn't happen, you feel like you're constantly chasing something. And Mm -hmm. so trying to find those moments within your day um, can be a huge thing. But what, so what does like a, a standard day look like for you? Because I would love to kind of know, how you go about it. How has this become a habit for you? I think I told you last time that we were chatting, I'm reading Atomic Habits and it's yeah, like, it's a good book. oh, it's such a great book, but it also is one of those books where you're like, okay, my everyday is not the same. And yeah. so do you like, how, what does a standard day look like for you? But then what are some things that you're like, this sometimes gets shifted or this sometimes yeah. gets shifted? So I'm more of like a morning person. I just like, I love getting things done in the morning. So personally, I have more of a morning routine versus a night routine. Um, for me, I, I do wake up early and it's a struggle, but I wake up between five and five 30. And, um, if you struggle with that, but you want to do that, just a few tips would be like, put lights. Like I have Christmas lights on a self timer. It's a game changer. And I put like a actual nice alarm, you know, you want to yep. wake up to nice things. So those are things that have helped me. And then from there, it really depends on the mood. Like this morning, I, I do work out first thing at some point in the morning, but like, I was like, I do not have the energy right now. So I just sat down and I just wrote out like things I was grateful for or things that I wanted to really own and embody at the end of this year, say, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, every morning is a little bit different, but I try to incorporate some type of gratitude or journaling doesn't always happen. And I, and I've learned to like 
be kind to myself, but for me, a non-negotiable is like, is working out and moving my body some type, some way in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then typically I try to do, doesn't happen every day, but like I meditate or read, I at least try to do like one or the other and try to like not be so, um, I used to be like really oriented and like check mark type A and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yes, I did it all. But if I wasn't doing it with intention, I wasn't, it wasn't doing anything for me. No, it's like back in school when you used to read the paragraph and then be like, okay, what'd you read? Like reading comprehension. You're like, <laughs> I don't know. I just did the task. You know, you're like, I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of have more of like a morning or habit menu and I'm like, okay, what are like two, three things I can do this morning versus like all seven on the menu that I would yeah. love to do. Right. Like, cause then I could do breath work or go on a walk or call my mom, like things like that. But I would say my main things are definitely moving my body in the morning and touching base. Like, how am I feeling? What am I thinking? That's where affirmations can come in. Um, I haven't been on top of those to be totally honest. Like that's where I'm like, I'm a mindset coach, but you kind of learn, you have different seasons in your life and there's a season where I'm more on affirmations than I am on meditation. And that's okay. I think it's learning what works for you. Yeah. Um, And then at night I I try to journal. Okay. But I like going, I think that that's awesome to hear, you know, for anybody it's like even those things, right? Like you might be in a season where maybe you are a little bit, maybe you're down or maybe you're super joyful. And like, those are the affirmations that you need, right? Like Mm -hmm. you need to bring yourself back up or you need to maintain that whatever. And then there's other times where, I know for me, I sometimes go through seasons where I'm just really unsure of what my emotions are trying to tell me. And Mm. it's kind of this like, Hey, I just need a journal and I just need to, everybody's like, Oh, what, what journal prompts do you use? Do you use your devotionals or do you this? Like I basically write, like I'm just talking to myself, probably talking to my subconscious, honestly. Like I know for sure it it can come out. Yes. And if I just start writing, it's all of a sudden, sometimes I process things that I maybe would have start an argument with Casey because it Mm. triggers something or whatever where it's like, okay, Carly, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Let's talk about it. Like, yes, you have this, this, and this going on today, but let's be honest, you really don't have to focus on this and kind of just talking myself down, if you will. Or I'll wake up and I'll be like, not really sure how I'm feeling today, you know, or not really sure how the day's going to unfold, but this is what I want to focus on or this and this. And so my journals are very much just letters to myself. Yeah. Um, and I think too. that was a, a way for me to dive into it because I know a lot of people who love prompts and that's wonderful. But for me, they also were a little, they were just harder because I didn't necessarily know where to go. I do have this new book that I'm loving or new journal that a girlfriend got me. Um, and I love it because it'll it's one that you like finish at the end of the day and it's like, what did you learn about yourself today? Or what challenged really you? Like that. Yeah, or like, um, how did you help someone? And there are things that I'm like, Oh, I never would have thought about that. Like I never would have taken the time to, at the end of the day, recognize what challenged me. You know, it's like, who wants to sit there and uncover that? And then to look back and be like, oh, like this email series challenged me or this phone call challenged me. It, it, you know, threw that wrench in the day that I just didn't, wasn't prepared for. And so just Mm -hmm. being able to recognize it so that again, I can kind of put a an, an emotion onto it, you know, and be like, Oh, I yeah. kind of just let that go under the rug. But like that bothered me. And yeah, or even if it's like an accomplishment, cause it's so easy to be, go to bed and be like, Oh, I didn't do this on my to-do list. But it's like, no, wait, what did you accomplish? Don't undermine yes. that. Yes. Oh my gosh. And anybody listening, I have finally gotten to the point where I'm like, I maybe got half my emails touched, but I, it's like, I did three loads of laundry. I fed myself twice. I made three different meals. I prepped dinner for everybody. I was able to fold all the laundry, you know, like 
things that you just don't, yes. And you don't give yourself the credit for sometimes, but yeah, I agree. I think like one thing that you mentioned that I wanted to just touch on is like the emotions. Like you might be like, I just feel this way right now. I don't know why, but I do. And I think, well, women, we have lots of hormones, so that can play a role. Um, but what I've also found is like, this, this will happen. Like if, you know, a client will come on a call and she's like, I'm feeling this way and I have no idea why. And we go deeper into it. Sometimes if you did, if you repress an emotion, say you were 13 or whatever it is, like you didn't feel it. And mm-hmm. if you didn't feel it, you didn't heal it and release it. And sometimes yeah. our bodies or our subconscious, when it feels safe, will bring up that emotion. It might not bring up the memory attached to it, but will bring up the emotion to allow you to process it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would say like, just don't get caught up on like, why am I feeling this way? And just allow yourself to feel yeah. Cause that's what's going to allow yourself to like move on versus kind of getting hung up on like, I, why am I sad? And then you kind of beat yourself up for feeling oh, sad. Yeah. That's right? so true. Yep. I love that. It's, you got to feel to heal. And I actually saw that for the first time like a month ago and it was really sad. It was, um, someone had lost their little one at five months to cancer, but they were saying like, they've been super open about it because they know that they have to feel to heal. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. Like you are going through the biggest amount of grief I could even imagine. Yet, you know that crying on public television or doing whatever it is, like they have to feel to heal. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, any, whether it's anger, joy, right? Like you have to allow yourself to feel it. Yeah. Um, Are you working on anything right now? Like, do you have anything in the works with your girls or what is it like for anybody who's listening? That's like, gosh, I could really, really utilize this. Like what services do you offer? Is it a full-time yeah. coaching? Do you have groups? All of that. Yeah, I do a little mix. So I'm not sure when you're launching this podcast. I am hosting a workshop next week starting Sunday, which it's a, this one's more focused on New Year's intentions and like letting go of okay. 2021 because, I mean, you can't welcome in the new if you don't let go of the past. Yeah. Um, but then coaching-wise, what I do is I have group coaching, which I actually will be it's enrollment periods and that will be starting January 31st. Okay. Yeah. Um, because sometimes not everyone's ready and I do one-on-one coaching and the one-on-one coaching, you know, is it's deeper, but sometimes you may need to learn how to do like the little stuff first, the affirmations or routines versus going deep in. And that's what I, um, always recommend, you know, baby steps. Like for sure. Yeah. My group coaching is four months because like change takes time. Like you can't, it's not, I know. It's not like a quick fix. So that's what I currently have um, to be able to work with me. And then I do host workshops throughout the year outside of the one next week in my group. I do not know what I will be hosting the next one. But if you follow me on Instagram, I'll definitely be posting on there. So, okay. where And so where is the best place to find you or? Yeah. So um, on Instagram, I'm Tatiana underscore Kuto. And then I also have a podcast that Carly's been on, which yeah. is the Radiant Life podcast. And that is a lot of um, conversations that go deeper to help you, like giving you the tools to do in the moment. Like I would talk about interviews, but as well, like five things you need to stop doing in the morning that may be holding you back or like how to end negative self-talk if you're not ready to dive into coaching, but want to start somewhere to improve your mindset or your life. Um, that's where you can find those tools. Awesome. And I'll put all that down in the show notes. So anybody who's listening, just kind of, I know people are like, where are they? Just swipe the phone up and you'll be able to see everything underneath the episode. But thank you so much. Honestly, it was so fun being on your podcast. And right away I was like, okay, you have to be on mine because I feel like 
obviously everybody listening, you know, health and fitness is huge for me, but I've definitely been diving more into that mental, emotional side the last few years. And I think that all of us can admit the last couple of years have been heavy. Hopefully for a lot of people, they've been full of joy, but I know for me, it's been growth and learning and heartache along the way. And I think that maybe that's part of adulting. Maybe that's part of just life, (laughs) but I think it's really important to be able to, uh, feel safe and, feel comfortable with acknowledging where our mindset is at and also admitting that we might need to work on it. So just even talking today with you and just having those tips to share was so helpful. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And for everybody listening again, all the information is down in the show notes and as always make it a great day and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.